Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Second, 2019. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. And hey, Chet, as we head into the summer, it's all about the Phillies, the Eagles OTAs with a healthy Carson Wentz. And I dare mention getting into some summer shape, as in exercise kind of shape. Yeah, our second guest, Bill, is a terrific personal trainer, but I'm pretty sure she'd be overmatched if she tried to get you and me back into shape. Uh, We'll talk more about that later. But, yes, OTAs, Carson Wentz is there and has no restrictions. However, Malcolm Jenkins is not there. We'll discuss that. The Phillies won a thriller Monday night in Chicago, then lost a heartbreaker there Tuesday night, putting Gabe uh, Gabe Kapler back on your hit list again. Yeah, I said hit list. Uh, two more Stay games there. yet to come in Wrigley. <laughs> and, Bill, how about that Game of Thrones finale Sunday night, huh? Well, I wouldn't know anything about the Game of Thrones, <laughs> but uh, last night and actually the last two nights watching the Phillies was more like the Game of Thorns with that yeah, bullpen was, uh, action that's going on. A little dicey, and we're going to talk to our first guest about all of that because there are some problems there. I know the statistics say they're still in the top half of the league or maybe even higher with you know what their bullpen's doing, but – not, not the last couple of nights. No, that's right. Well, hey, we've got two great guests tonight. As you said, Phillies Nation founder Brian Michael is going to join us and obviously talk all things Phillies. And Philly.com personal fitness trainer Ashley Greenblatt to give us some insight on how to get in shape for the summer jet. And uh, how are you going to do that, do you suppose? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I am trying. I'm trying to eat a little bit less because not that I'm like, you know, grossly overweight, but I've got that little midsection thing that I don't really like right now, so I'm working on it. And this is Ashley's fourth visit to our show. She's great. Love talking to her. And our first guest who's going to join us in just a minute is a first-timer who is the founder of the Terrific Phillies Nation website, as you mentioned. It's about time we got Brian Michael on here with us. And a shout-out to our buddy Mike Barnes for introducing me to Brian about six weeks ago to set this in motion. We really look forward to talking with him this evening. So lots to discuss on the big show tonight, Bill. You betcha. And, hey, Chad, I had, I had a funny story that I didn't know I was going to tell tonight, but, you know, with getting in shape and, and actually joining us and all that, and uh, I'm thinking, well, how am I going to get in shape? Because I got a little bit of work that I have to do as well, and uh, – but when your doctor calls and reminds you when your treadmill appointment is, your heart specialist, you know what? You think I better get in shape, but I better do it now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a little incentive for you right there, saying, you know, get in shape or else. Maybe that's what I need, too. Hey, we got a guest online. Ready to talk to him? That's right. Well, with that, welcome, and uh, let's welcome Brian Michael to Philly Press Box Radio. Brian, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, hello. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Doing all right. Hey, Brian, this is Chet. Bill's the other guy. Uh, great meeting yes. you at our, at our pal Mike Barnes' Barkan Foundation Home Run Derby event last month. That was a lot of fun. We're gonna talk yeah, about that was a lot your, of fun. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about your great website, philliesnation.com, in a bit. But 
Let's talk some first-place Phillies right here at the top. They're not a perfect team, obviously, but 48 games in, as Jimmy Rollins might say, they are the team to beat. Absolutely, yeah. So I think any Phillies fan uh, would be happy with uh, uh, where they are in the standings, uh, for sure. Like you said, there's some obvious uh, holes they need to fill, some consistency they need to find. But, you know, where they are this way through the season, I'd be happy with it. And, you know, I'm not too worried about it. And, um, you know, like you guys were saying last week, uh, I think Bill mentioned it. Even if Bryce Harper's not hitting every single week, you know, I'm still not worried. 50 games in, uh, nothing to to get overly concerned about. And you can't uh, win it in April, uh, but you can lose it. And uh, the Phillies haven't lost it yet. They're still uh, in great shape. Well, one thing a lot of people are talking about this week, Brian, is what's going on with the bullpen. Um, I don't know if you saw the postgame show last night, but Ricky Bowe was not real happy with how things turned out because they didn't have too many guys available, and they ended up losing because of that. Uh, for those who didn't hear, here's Ricky Botalico last night. This was a game the Phillies had in hand. They didn't have enough guys to finish it up. I used to pitch even back to the 2008 team. Those guys were always there always ready to, to take to the hill, always wanted the baseball. It's a tired act in all bullpens around the league that these guys can't pitch two, three days in a row. Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> what's your take on all of that, Love Brian? Yeah, what's your uh, take? You know, that, that's Ricky Bowe, and uh, I certainly uh, don't doubt uh, he feels that way. And I'm not sure that the uh, Phillies bullpen currently uh, don't feel the same way, too. You know, I don't know if necessarily they shut themselves down or if this was something uh, Gabe Kapler or something from the front office from, you know, from a statistical standpoint when certain pitchers need certain uh, amount of rest. But, yes, it, it does seem at some point you have to um, have all hands on deck, especially when it comes time for the playoffs, too. I mean, this is where it is more than anything. And when you have a game last night, like last night, uh, against the top team who you may see in the playoffs, again, you need to uh, find ways to win those games, especially when your starting pitcher uh, uh, worked hard and you had a lead going in uh, to the end there. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure what happened. Maybe Gabe thought, it would just work out, but in these situations, you really can't take any chances. And I think Ricky Bell was uh, was upset with you know not having all the choices available. And again, this early in the season, I'm not sure why either. So that was kind of uh, puzzling. Well, Brian, one as a follow up to that, just you you went right where I was going to go. Uh, you know, I look back from last Wednesday to this Tuesday, right? Seven game stretch. Uh, yep. Kapler called the bullpen 25 times in seven games, and then go with his seven starters. That's 32 pitchers, basically, he's used in a seven-game period. It's May. How are you going to be ready in late September? You're going to burn them arms out. And it's the philosophy, it seems, you know, this pitch count, six-inning, seven-inning max, uh, you can't have enough arms out there. Yes. No, I think I think that's part of it, too. And and I think, that, you know, Aaron Ola certainly is starting to settle in a little bit more. So hopefully they'll let him as well as Jake Aries kind of eat up some more innings. But, you know, and people have talked about it before, just the fact that the, they don't have set roles, set closers, set setup men, um, things like that. People always debate if that's a good or bad thing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I think in a situation like this, it would have been nice to, you know, have a legit closer. And maybe that's something they will need to upgrade uh, before the, the uh, trade deadline. Hey, Monday night, one more bullpen question for you, Brian. Sir Anthony sure, Domingo's sure. pitched a great seventh inning, but even though he has not done well oftentimes in such situations, he was sent back out there for a second inning. I saw a couple of respected reporters immediately question that decision on Twitter. You know, why put him back out there for a second inning? And they were proven right. Uh, Sir Anthony didn't get the job done in that uh, eighth inning the other night. Why doesn't Gabe Kapler know not to do that with Sir Anthony? And what's going on in Sir Anthony's yeah. head now after something like that? Right. No, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's one thing if he comes in for one pitch or two pitches and gets it out, and then he comes back in the next inning. But, you know, I wasn't sure about that call either. And, again, it it, it would be great for Sir Anthony to have a defined role that he knows that even if he doesn't have a great game here or there, that 
Gabe is still going to call on him in these particular situations. So now it seems like, all right, well, he didn't have a good outing there. Is Gabe going to be hesitant to, to call him in in these high leverage situations again uh, later in the week or when other pitchers aren't available? So it brings up a lot more question marks, I think, not having uh, the defined roles. Well, let me ask you, let's switch over and talk about Bryce Harper. Uh, sure. Uh, obviously, that's a big talk. Uh, we're we're about a third of the season in. Uh, two twenty four, nine homers, thirty one RBI, sixty four strikeouts, on pace for almost a two hundred strikeout season. And sure. Twenty, call it thirty, and close to a hundred. Uh, if he gets thirty and a hundred and hits two thirty, strikes out two hundred times, we happy? Yes, I'm fine with that. I, I don't know if I'll be happy, happy, but I'm totally fine with that, especially if he does that for seven years consistently, you know, half half the contract or more. Um, I'm fine with that. You know, he is what he is. He also, uh, you know, helps just being in the lineup. I think it helps up and down, um, especially with Reese Hoskins. Um, and some of the other acquisitions like uh, Segura and uh, Real Muto, you know, they're more of the on-base guys. And, you know, that's not to say uh, Harper doesn't get on base a lot too. He, he has – great uh, uh, pitch selection and has a lot of walks. So he he does have plenty of redeeming qualities. Um, yeah, there's certainly – he's always going to have that debate, though, it, you know, because he has some negatives in there, too. He's, he's not going to be as consistent. And he's more of a power hitter. You know, that's I guess that's what you get um, with these types of hitters. Um, hopefully it's not, you know, as bad as Mark Reynolds. Uh, but – as long as he's helping the lineup, and again, the Phils are in first place, I can't complain at all. Well, it's not my it's money Harper, either, but it's not my money paying him um, only a small fraction. Yeah, has he surprised you with his defensive play and and his arm, especially? And uh, and how about the the citizen? I mean, he's been he said all the right things, done all the right things, and and been a first class citizen in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think uh, he genuinely enjoys being here in Philadelphia. You know, like you said, he was looking for somewhere long-term, and he picked a place because of it. So I think he's comfortable with his decision. Uh, He's happy he's here. He's happy to raise a family. So that just, like, you know, adds to him being comfortable and knowing this is a long-term thing. And, you know, the good and bad, he he expects that. And he had it to a bit in D.C., as a high-profile national player, but now he really gets scrutiny uh, on a local level. And like you said, he's been dealing with it great. So, you know, if he has an extended uh, slump, you know, I'm talking a full month, maybe, you know, if there's an injury or some sustained injuries, things could turn. But, you know, I think it would take a while. We we have to measure this in, in you know, half seasons, if not whole seasons, before we make any big decisions on, on Bryce. Well, Brian, as much as Phillies fans were excited about the Bryce Harper signing, as they should have been, the additions of Gene Segura and JT Realmuto are really looking like smart moves. Do you agree? Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, many people have told me, and I agree, Gene Segura pickup might have been the best one uh, out of all of them. So, you know, he it, it just adds a lot to the top of the lineup, um, obviously in the infield too, and it's just a, a piece that they were missing uh, for the Phils. And same, same with him. You know, I, I think he's provided a stabilizing force, and, and it's rubbed off a bit on Cesar Hernandez too. Um, so, again, it, these guys, Hoskins, Mikel Franco, don't need to do everything anymore. Um, it, it lets them uh, be a little bit more comfortable in their positions defensively and also at the plate. So, yeah, great move by Clintac uh, so far. And, again, the Phils are in first. So, um, you know, if you're judging by it now, they're all, uh, they're all great moves. What do you think about Reese Hoskins? Obviously, he started out on fire, looked like he was headed for an MVP-type season, and he has hit that slump that they all hit, and uh, he's lost, what, about 50 points in the last three weeks, and he needs to bounce back because they certainly need him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, again, you know, he's the power hitter, so as long as I think he's hitting 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, I'm okay with that. But you're right, and he's young, too, so he needs to – one, figure out ways to work out, out of slumps, whether it's taking more pitches and, and trying to walk 
uh, work walks uh, here and there. And again, I think the lineup lends him to that, and he he can learn to take advantage and and uh, be a, middle, a little more nuanced uh, at the plate uh, as, as one. So yeah, I would be a little bit more worried uh, with him slumping than Bryce Harper, um, if you want to put it that way. Oh, speaking of slumps, Brian, Bill and I continue to be mystified by Odubel Herrera. Every year we think maybe this is going to be the year he really, really, you know, gets it going and becomes the all-star that we think he's going to be. And now this year he's just struggling big time offensively and defensively. Again, there's the lapses, swinging at bad pitches, swinging at 3-0 pitches, uh, way out of the strike zone. What the heck's going on with Odubel? Oh my God! I wish I could tell you. I don't know. It was, but you're right. It was it was back to the same old stuff. The last uh, couple of games and the last couple of weeks, just him swinging wildly and and not you know not swinging at the right pitches and looking at the right pitches, and it's a mess. It's a mess. I don't know. It's so hard to figure out uh, what his deal is because um, he obviously we've seen flashes of uh, of production and and really great plays in the field. But now, I mean, I, I think at some point this season uh, it might be time to move on if they can move him in a, in a trade piece, again, maybe for a bullpen down the stretch run or, or or whatever else. Because, you know, I think filling outfield positions, especially when you have Bryce Harper at one of them, and at least McCutcheon for, for this season, another great pickup is, uh, you know, you can work with, with those two. Uh, at least for uh, the next season, season and a half. We will see on that. I, I tell you what, uh, as Chet knows, I'm really disappointed in, in Odubel because, in my mind, he's a 300 hitter. He's the only 300 hitter they had on the team before this year, and he has just gone in the tank, and it's really, really troubling. But, hey, I wanted to go back to for just a second to the bullpen, and, and David Robertson – uh, you know, who they picked up, who's kind of disappeared. And it looks like he's going to be okay. out a little longer. He's only uh, pitched in seven games and struggled struggled then. Um, you think he is the closer? Is he the answer down the stretch that they might need? Um, well, uh, you know, I'll say this. Clintock didn't make a lot of great moves. You know, the, the Robinson one certainly isn't one that has panned out. And if that's the only one, I still give him, you know, an A offseason grade. But, uh, no, I don't think he's going to be the closer down the stretch. He certainly hasn't shown anything uh, towards that. And, you know, if he's going to be coming back from injury still or, or, or if he has trouble staying healthy, uh, you really need to be able to get in a groove. Um, I could see him being a setup man, certainly, but um, I don't think, you know, with this kind of up and down uncertainty to start the season, he'll have a chance to settle in. So hopefully I'm wrong, but, you know, if, if we need to move on from from David, then, then that, that's okay at this point. But like I said, setup man, um, I think that's a role he could certainly fit into. And after the show tonight, we're all going to flip on the TV and watch what we hope is going to be a great pitching matchup. Cole Hamels, former Philly, against Cole Irvin, who's looking good so far. Two starts in. Let's hope he keeps that up. Uh, Brian, I want to turn our attention to philliesnation.com. Quite frankly, I did not realize it's been 15 years already that you founded that terrific website. How did you come to start Phillies Nation back in 2004? Uh, Well, I was uh, living in D.C., and this was before the Nationals had moved there. They were still in, well, half Montreal, half uh, Puerto Rico. And it was really hard to get baseball news when I lived there. So I was obviously a Phillies fan, uh, born uh, and raised in Philly. And it was hard to get Phillies news. Um, my roommate at the time was a Red Sox fan. They were obviously doing well, 2003, four. Um and they had some good websites, and you know, I said, man, I really wish there was a website where I could just get all my Phillies news. And uh, luckily enough, I was working in, you know, digital marketing and working on campaigns at the time. And I just decided to to start the site mostly for my own interests. And you know, after a year or two, it started picking up some steam. Uh, we started doing some road trips, um, some T-shirts, some charity events, and uh, you know, just a fun uh, group of folks that read the site, write for the site through the years, um, and it's all Philly fans. So, you know, that's the main thing. 
Well, tell uh, tell the listeners how they can find you. Uh, I know you're all over the place on social media. Go ahead and hit it up. Give give yourself a plug. Sure, sure. Thank you. Uh, certainly on philliesnation.com for all the news. Um, Twitter, Phillies Nation. Facebook, Phillies Nation. Uh, Instagram, Phillies Nation underscore. Um, but, yeah, definitely check the site, and um, we have a lot of great writers, feature writers. We have a new uh, cartoonist that we have doing uh, illustrations for us, and it's it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's all Phillies fans, and everyone gets to showcase their talents, whether it's on podcasts, we've had books, TV shows through the years. Um, so plenty of interesting things to talk about for the Phils, and it looks like they're going to be good for, for a while now. So that's that's a great time to be a fan. Yeah, you guys do uh, daily or near-daily podcasts about the Phillies. There are articles and daily game recaps, stats, lots of good stuff. Hey, Brian, we do this with many of our first-time guests in the final couple of minutes of our time. It's a little game of Fast Five. I hit you with five easy questions. You give me five brief answers. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, here we go. Number one, now you're much younger than Bill and me, you lucky dog. Uh, We go back to the Dick (laughs) Allen, Jim Bunning, Johnny Callison days of the 1960s. What's your first Phillies memory? Uh, first memory was going to a game with my dad. Uh, Ozzy Virgil was on the team, and uh, we were at the vet. We sat in the upper deck, and, yeah, I just remember being cold, um, and someone hit a home run, so I was really excited that I got to see a home run. They were playing the Braves. I don't know if they won or not, but uh, I was just excited someone hit a home run. So that was that was probably 1987 or so, 86, 87. Sounds about right. Number two, who's going to have a better Phillies career, Bryce Harper or Reese Hoskins? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'll say Bryce Harper. I'll say Bryce Harper because I know for sure he's sticking around. All right. Number three, back in March, I predicted 91 wins for the Phillies this year. Bill shocked me by predicting 96. What did you say before the season, Brian, and has that changed at all eight weeks in? Uh, I had predicted 92. And no, I'm gonna. I'm I'm happy with that. So I'm I'm with you on this one. 96 is a lot, but if they get hot, it, it could happen. But you know, low 90s is fine with me. Number four, excluding Mike Trout, who's your favorite non-Philly to watch play? Non-Philly. Uh, well, I'm gonna say Ichiro, even though he just retired. Uh, just the stuff he would do is amazing, and even uh, to see him get to play in Japan was was pretty cool. And finally, number five, Brian, what is your all-time favorite baseball movie? Oh, that is a tough one. Um, I like A League of Their Own, believe it or not. That was one I saw when I was young and uh, really think that's funny. Yep, that's a great flick. Great flick. Really like that one. Hi, good job, Brian. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully I'll be on again. Again, sometime soon it won't take as long uh, this time. It was it was really fun. All right, Brian. Hey, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Thank you, guys. Go Phillies. Go Phils. Thanks, Brian. I tell you every week, there's a lot to love about the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. It starts with the food and drink, of course, a terrific menu. Plus, they have lunch specials, dinner specials, happy hour specials, always 24 beers on tap, trivia every Wednesday evening, a DJ every Friday night. And with the warmer weather here, finally, the Irish Rover's awesome outdoor patio is open. By the way, need a job? The Rover is hiring. Bussers, servers, cooks, and dishwashers. You can apply in person. The Irish Rover is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne. Check their website, irishroverstationhouse.com. And Bill, since this lady has a birthday this weekend, and we're both fans, we say happy birthday to one of our favorites and a new Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Stevie Nicks. To listen to it all night, Chet. Stevie Nicks will be 71 years old. How did that happen? Yeah, I know. Well, how did it happen that we're as old as we are? The years just fly by, Bill, and I don't like it. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> hey, speaking of flying by, how about them Eagles holding OTAs this week? As we said, Carson Wentz is back, cleared to go. Chris Long is retired. By the way, he smokes pot, at least for now. <laughs> and Malcolm Jenkins is missing in action. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, I'm glad to see the OTAs are finally here with us uh, from everything we're seeing and hearing. Carson looks good, no restrictions. 
it's unfortunate that Malcolm Jenkins isn't there, but you know what? I usually side with management on these kind of things, these little you know, mini holdouts or whatever you want to call it. We'll see if he's there for the more mandatory things in uh, June. But in this case, I'm going to side with Malcolm Jenkins. He's done a lot for this team. He never misses a snap. He's a team leader, and I think he should get a little extra money. You know, do whatever it takes to make this guy happy. He deserves it. Well, you know, and I have not always been a huge Malcolm Jenkins fan, but I tell you what, the last few years he has played his heart out and he's played really good. And, uh, you know, even if he if it's not about the money, there's really not a whole lot of reason, I think, for not Malcolm Jenkins to have to be at OTAs. Um, kind, of, kind of like the right, you know, he's earned the right of passage on that, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, these OTAs are really just, you know, to have the guys come in there, get a little look at the playbook, get some – some work in, but for the veterans like you know him or a Jason Peters, it's not going to do a whole lot for you beyond that. So hopefully he's just making a little statement here and the Eagles will do something to make him happy because he's a big part of that team, obviously. Yeah, and you know, I had the number, and I, and I don't want to say it because I don't have the exact number in front of me right at the moment, but it was an amazing amount of plays that he has played in the last three seasons. He's basically he's not missed a play. Uh, right. I just don't want to throw the number out because it might be the wrong one. I'm not remembering exactly. Yeah, uh, I know. I don't think he missed a play at all last year. And uh, good guy to have around the team, so let's hope that they get that resolved. Uh, any other observations or you know things you may have heard? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who wins the backup quarterback job. I guess they got Kessler in there as, as well as Nate Sudfeld, so we'll see what happens there. And, of course, we want to see what happens with all of the, the running backs and see who ends up getting the bulk of the carries this year, but that's still a long way off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, I just found the number. 1,038 defensive snaps last season alone, Chet. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I, I think that might be worth a couple dollars. Uh, back I on the quarterback so. situation, I'm I'm not quite as worried about the backup position as I am the starting position. And, uh, you know, let's see how Carson Wentz does. We need him healthy. We don't need to, you know, say like kind of came out last year that he rushed too fast. Uh, he wanted that job, and he, and he was playing injured, and he injured himself again. Uh, far too important for him to be healthy and be able to make it through the long haul. Yeah, got to keep that guy healthy. Um, it was great to see him, you know, throwing some passes and see the footwork. It looked, looked like he's moving around really great. And throwing a couple of balls to Deshaun Jackson, that's going to be fun to watch what happens there with, you know, him plus Zach Ertz as the now all-time leading Eagles tight end for a season. Uh, they have some weapons. We said that last year. And, you know, all the running backs, I'm excited for the season. I mean, I know it doesn't start till September, but I can't wait. Yeah, me either. I think this offense is really going to be fun to watch. You know, as we said, they they've loaded up with weapons. Um, you know, adding Miles Sanders in the in the backfield should should be interesting too. Um, I, I think they're going to be fun. The, the offensive line is should be strong, which I always worry about that. Uh, I think they got a chance to be good. And and you know, there's always a window in football, and that that window doesn't stay open forever. And as the, especially with these offensive linemen as they start to get older and all of a sudden if Peters is gone one year and Kelsey's gone the next year and Lane Johnson's gone two years after that, all of a sudden you're, ne- you're never the same again. So, you know, they need to take advantage of all that and do it quick. Yep. Hey, did I miss anything in the last couple of days regarding Joe Douglas? I know there was a lot of speculation about him maybe being a top candidate for the Jets GM job, which surprisingly opened up just about a week ago. Have you heard anything new on that front the last couple of days? Not a word. Not a word. Um, I don't I don't know what happened, if it's still being negotiated out or what, but uh, no, not a word. Stay tuned. That's right. Well, what else are you thinking about the Eagles? Are you excited about the defense? Where, where do you see this all going for them? I, I'm, I can't say that I'm excited about anything in particular at this point. Just really, you know, the offense for me. The defense still has a lot of question marks. We have to see how things play out with Sidney Jones and the rest of the secondary. Uh, the new guy, at linebacker, Zach Brown, see how he is. Um, you know, Brandon Graham, of course, is back, which took a lot of us, I guess, by surprise a little bit in February or whenever it was that it happened. 
Um, not so much about the defense as the offense as far as the excitement level, but there are a lot of questions that do need to be addressed defensively, certainly. Yeah, and Timmy Jernigan is back and supposed to be healthy, and, uh, you know, hopefully that's a good thing for them. Uh, they have Vinny Curry back. That You know, they, they loaded up with that front, front line again, and uh, a good one came on the market just the other day from down my way here in Tampa. Gerald McCoy got released, and then Dominican Sue is going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So uh, Tampa decided not to pay McCoy his $11.3 million. So he's out there on the block, too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see who other, what other candidates might be out there, what other players may become available. Uh, yeah, I saw about McCoy. There's some interest in him from a bunch of teams already. So going to be interesting to see what happens with these pickups over the next few months. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think the season's going to be a lot of fun. That is for sure. Hey, and Chet, we, I was kidding kidding about uh, Chris Long smokes pot. Uh, he came out today and said basically that that's kind of a regular healing process in the National Football <laughs> League to be able to play in the league. Uh, you buying? <laughs> yeah, the pot. I, you buying the story? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if guys can do that without getting in trouble, sure. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but I do believe it. Yeah, well, interesting. I, I thought it was interesting. The timing is interesting, obviously, because now he's, uh, you know, he's not under the thumb of the National Football League, but uh, it didn't take him long. He's only been retired about five days. Yeah, and a good guy from, uh, you know, what we hear. And, of course, he played the full season two years ago without taking any money, donated it all which was nice, and I know he's been involved with a bunch of the Mike Barnes, Barkan Foundation fundraisers, and by all accounts, a pretty good guy. So Chris Long will be missed, certainly. Absolutely. All right, Jeff, we're going to have plenty more of the Eagles through the summer and, uh, and as we head into camp, so we'll be, we'll be talking a lot more about that. But, hey, yeah. Jeff, did you know that 56% of Americans have no idea how much money they'll need to retire? And if that sounds like you, you need to talk to Dave Lavoy from Allstate in Westchester, PA. Very true, Bill. The same person you count on to help protect you can also help you set a reasonable retirement goal. Then show you the right financial solutions to help get you there. A good plan and a good life starts with someone you trust. Call Allstate agent Dave Lavoy in Westchester, Pennsylvania, 610-430-0700, and start planning for your retirement today. That's right, Dave Lavoy at 610-430-0700. One more time, 610-430-0700. And by the way, Bill, I'll be at Citizens Bank Park this Saturday, not for a Phillies game, but to see Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. They're in a little band called The Who. That is this weekend. Yep, Saturday. They got Billy Joel there on Friday. I will not be at that one, but then Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey and company on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, I, I was going to say I thought Billy Joel was there soon. I didn't know they were doing all on back-to-back nights, but I guess while you're set up, you might as well go ahead and do it, huh? Yep, yep. All right. Wait, hey, Chet, the weather's starting to break in the Delaware Valley, and even though it's 96 here today. Uh, it's time to get outside, work off some of those extra winter pounds. It's a dreadful time of year for some. And, and Chet, I got a little message from your buddy Dennis Malloy, who said that you far outweigh him. <laughs> I think the word far doesn't apply. It's close. But, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a few pounds heavier than Denny. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. But uh, that's going to change. You'll see. You'll see. Up here in Jersey, Bill, by the way, we finally got a few nice sunny days last weekend, though. Now it is a bit cooler again, but it still is around 76 today. Beautiful day. And my pool is open, and I'll be in there very soon. Well, is that going to entice you to exercise? Is that going to entice you to drink beer? A little of both. So you got to have – there's a fine line right there. But I, I, I'm sure people are looking forward to the annual picture of me floating in the pool drinking a beer. So uh, I, I don't want to keep people waiting too long for that, so i got to get in shape. Yeah, I, I, don't see, I don't see that being a whole lot of conditioning in anything you've mentioned so far. But – Hey, you yeah. had a chance to visit, as we said, Philly.com personal fitness trainer, Ashley Greenblatt, to talk about what we need to do to get back in some sort of shape, Chet. And 
I'm I'm looking forward to hear what Ashley's got to say, and uh, she would have her hands full with a couple guys like us. Yeah, well, it is never too late, Bill, but, yeah, we'd probably be a big challenge for her. You need to really want to exercise and think about your nutrition and dietary stuff and all of that, and, well, I am a bit of a lazy sod, I'm sad to report. Now, that being said, Ashley does give me some inspiration, so I'm going to work a little harder at it, like I said, I promise. We had a nice discussion about all of that fun exercise and fitness stuff the other day, and here is our chat. I love talking to our next guest. I feel like I'm in better shape than I really am. That's the power that she has. Uh, back for a fourth <laughs> visit to Philly Press Fox Radio, a certified personal trainer and wellness coach who writes a weekly fitness column for the Philly Inquirer and philly.com. You see her on Channel 17 once in a while. It's Ashley Blake Greenblatt. Welcome back, Ash. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Hey, Ashley, Memorial Day is fast approaching. We finally have some warmer weather. That, of course, is something that inspires some more people to get outside, walking, jogging, biking, doing some other beneficial activities, right? Yes, absolutely. The warm weather brings everybody out of the woodwork. So what are some things that people can do outside that would you know, maybe help improve their fitness? So the summertime is a great time to make the outdoors your playground. Um, so often we feel like we have to be in a gym setting to work out. And um, I would say to just do things you enjoy doing. So if that's walking your dog, which is one of my favorite things to do, um, playing tennis, going for a stroll with your family, it doesn't necessarily have to be 30 minutes on a treadmill. Just being outside and being active is enough to kind of hit that 30-minute-a-day uh, recommendation that, is, that helps you be fit and heart healthy, and all the good things associated with that. Awesome. Now, I've been fortunate in that I've always had a pretty good metabolism and stayed relatively thin, but the last couple of years, I've been fighting the battle of the bulge, as my dad calls it. <laughs> uh, one, of your, one of your recent columns covered just that, minimizing the midsection, and you said sit-ups won't get it done. No. You know, so often we think that we need to spot train, so if I do a ton of crunches and sit-ups, I'm going to get that six-pack set of abs that I always wanted, and that's not necessarily the case. We can't spot reduce, but we can do total body exercises. And uh, if you do look at my columns, a lot of the time I'll be doing lower body exercises. Those are your biggest muscles in your body, and they burn the most amount of calories. So squats, lunges, jogging, and, of course, core work is important just to be well-rounded. But you want to do total body training. No such thing as crunching your way to that flat stomach that so many of us would love to have. Hey, why is it so tough to lose those last 5 or 10 pounds? You know, it's a great question. I feel like I'm working on something right now where it's like you do well all week and then the weekend rolls around and then you're right back where you started from on Monday. Those last 5, 10 pounds are just habit changes usually. Uh, we tend to fall into the same bad habits and bad behaviors come the weekend or especially during the summer season. If, uh, you know, if you're grilling, you're at the beach, you're going down the boardwalk doing your manko and manko. Uh, it's just making a concerted effort uh, to up your intensity with your workout and restrict those extra calories that are responsible for that weight gain and weight maintenance. I know you mentioned drinking less alcohol, but I'm going to pretend I didn't see that tip, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't write it. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned... It's uh, hard. It is. It really is. You mentioned picking up the intensity. What are some of the benefits of high-intensity interval training? So the idea is we want to keep your heart rate pumping. Uh, the higher your heart rate, the more calories you're burning. So through high-intensity interval training, your heart rate never really drops. And it also doesn't have that steady-state cardio, which is kind of associated if you went for a 30-minute run and just stayed at that same intensity. While that's good for burning fat, you're much better off doing fluctuations in your intensity just to kind of keep those calories in your body guessing. Some people get locked into doing the same exercise routine all the time. Do you recommend mixing it up maybe, putting some variety in there? Absolutely. So I think the hardest part for most of us is adhering to an exercise plan. So if you're able to switch it up, it breaks up the monotony of doing that same workout every single day, which if you do that, you're most likely not going to stick with it because it, it, it's like mind-numbing, right? So yep. the idea is switch it up, make it fun. Like I said earlier, like do things that don't feel like exercise especially during the summer. That could be riding your bike. And then maybe switching that out with a run the next day. Just keep it 
what is the expression? Variety is the spice of life. Same goes for your workout. Absolutely. Hey, Ash, we all did jumping jacks as a kid, and that's an exercise that's still around today. <laughs> Last month you wrote a piece about what you called a grown-up version of the jumping jack. Explain. Well, yeah, it's been around forever, right? I feel like that was like part of cavemen workouts doing a jumping jack, mm-hmm. but they're effective. The goal here is it kind of fits in that high-intensity routine we were just touching on. Jump up, jump up and get down. That it keeps your heart rate elevated, and it's working all parts of your body. Because you have to balance yourself. You're moving your arms, you're moving your legs, and your heart rate is really pumping there. Different ways to make it suitable if you have, you know, joint pain or any more of a low-impact exercise is to just stay low to the ground. I think so often we do these high-intensity exercises and think we need to kind of, like, catapult ourselves into the sky, and that's totally not necessary. So stay light on the toes. Do... 60 seconds is a good rule of thumb, about three times. Okay. Hey, pet lovers will love this. You recently wrote about the healing power of pets, four ways your dog can improve your health. How so? Oh, dogs are the best. I'll tell you, if it weren't for my dog, I'd rather have more pets than people in my life, I think. (laughs) They're just the best, especially when it comes to exercise. We don't really look at them as a good exercise companion, and they make for the best ones. I never felt so free. They are so happy, and you will be after if you take them for that 20, 30-minute walk. Most of us don't think of playing tug-of-war as being some sort of strength training exercise, but when you really think about it, I mean, I have a 70-pound Dogo Argentino. He's pulling on the end of that rope. I'm bracing my core muscles to make sure that he doesn't fling me across a room. So different ways with that, um, just making sure that you spend time with your dog. They listen. They don't talk back. They're happy to see you. It's a huge mood booster when you walk in your door and you see that slobbery big smile that they're happy to see you. There's just a lot of great mental and physical benefits to having a dog, a cat, but I'm more of a dog lover. So. <laughs> I saw you on Facebook with your, uh, your dog. Is it Link? Is that his name? Yeah, Lincoln. Was that maybe named after the Eagles home stadium? You know what? That, <laughs> he never tells a lie. So, yeah. Because <laughs> your husband is an Eagles fan. Is that right? Oh, he's a massive Eagles fan. He's actually been licking his wounds from the Sixers loss. Aren't we all? All right, by the way, I spotted that column on your website, ashleyblakefitness.com. People can sign up for your newsletters, and on the site you have lots of cool tips on there about not just exercising, but things like nutrition, relationships, and even mind management. Exactly. And I'm also doing um, virtual training right now, which is a cool thing that I just launched. So, Especially in the summer, if you're on the road vacationing, you're in a hotel for work, wherever you are, I send workouts directly to you. No equipment, no fuss, 20-minute workouts three times a week, and it's been really cool and effective for my clients. So check it out. Absolutely. Hey, when I do exercise, which is not often enough, but music is a must for me. How about you, and what kind of stuff do you listen to when working out? Oh, man, um, there's so many good picks out there. I like some of the old classics. A lot of 70s, 80s rock is awesome. There's a new group out called Greta Van Fleet. But music's great. It's like the ultimate healer. Whether you're listening to classical, rock, present day, hits. I think that if you do that, it takes your mind away from what you're doing. So it's really important to kind of keep you moving. Check out the website, ashleyblakefitness.com. She has a Facebook page also, Ashley Blake Fitness. Ash, great talking to you once again. Thanks, and enjoy your summer. Thanks. Have a great summer, and thanks for chatting with me. Goodbye. Good stuff, Chad. i tell you what, three 20-minute workouts a week, that it, it almost <laughs> sounds like it's worth doing, you know? Yeah, it doesn't sound that bad. I mean, if you can't invest one hour to do something like that that's good for you, then you got a problem. So let's do it, Bill. I hear you. I hear you. Maybe we'll have to make a little challenge, Chet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I smell a challenge. Okay. Well, we'll have to think about that, and we'll come back with that next week, and we'll we'll, we'll come up with a little <laughs> something for fun. All right. All Maybe right. we'll get Malloy and some of them others in there. What do you think? Malloy could use it. JR, yeah, maybe. There you go. There, yeah, there you go. There you go. JR sitting in that easy chair with his favorite beverage. He already sent us a note. <laughs> and a big bowl of pasta, probably. Chet, speaking of favorite beverages, we know you're a huge WMMR fan. 
We've had several of their personalities join us over the years. So tell us about this year's MMR barbecue that you attended this past weekend. And my guess is some of those favorite beverages might have been indulged in. <laughs> my fifth straight year of attending the MMRBQ. They've been doing it since 2007, but I just got on board in 2015. And I'll tell you, this year's, you know, last Saturday was my favorite. I saw six bands. I missed the first two because I was doing a little pre-gaming out in the parking lot. And all six <laughs> bands that I saw were great, especially the final four of the evening. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, whom I had never seen before somehow. The Struts, a newer band that hit it big back uh, four years ago. This makes eight times that I've seen the Struts already. That They are that good. Evanescence, whose singer Amy Lee just might be the very best female voice on the planet. Yeah, even better than Stevie Nicks, better than Hearts and Wilson, better than the Pretenders, Chrissy Hine. Unbelievable. And the headliners, the band Shinedown, who've been around for about 15, 17 years now, they just keep getting better and better. So great music, plus I made some new friends. I said hello to several of the Preston and Steve show crew, including Marissa, who we had on last week and said she really enjoyed talking with me for our show. And the always entertaining Jackie Bam Bam. Amazing weather Saturday, too. So, yeah, Denny and I and the other 24,000 people had a blast. Well, it sounds like it was fun. How, how well is that attended? And where exactly did they do it? Just right there in the parking lot at the stadium? No, it's, it's at the BB&T Pavilion, which used to be the E-Center and the T-Center, oh, yeah. various yeah. other names. Yeah, the pavilion over in Camden. And uh, it holds about 24,000 when the you know thing is opened up like it was. So it was pretty full, including the entire lawn. It was, if not a total sellout, it was 98% a sellout. So great, great time, great bands, like I said. And the weather just made it even better because usually it seems like there's always a little rain every year for the MMRBQ, but not this year. So I have no complaints. I was going to say it's a little early for that type of event, isn't it, where you, the, the weather is a bit of a risk. Yeah, well, that's when they do it every year because by mid-May you would think it should be warm enough and nice enough, and it's usually warm enough, although a couple of years it was maybe just a little on the chilly side, maybe in the 50s, but uh, the key is always getting a nice, dry, rain-free day, and that's been a problem because you can't do anything about that. But this year, no problem whatsoever. It was perfect, and like I said, great music. So, And Malloy didn't complain too much about anything, so that was good. Well, keeping him from not complaining is a good thing. Hey, Chet, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know there's a really neat event coming up uh, at Talon Stadium in Chester on June 1st and 2nd, the Rugby Sevens. I don't know if you've ever gone to that. I went a few years back. It is a ton of fun. 24 college teams from all over the country. Temple has a team, St. Joe, Penn State, Notre Dame, Fordham, Kutztown, doesn't matter the size of the school. It is, it is really fun. You should check it out. It's a party. Yeah, I really don't know anything about it, but I've been to Talon Stadium, which is very nice, and you said something about a party, so that certainly caught my ear. Uh, I, I haven't really watched a whole lot of rugby, but I know it's pretty wild and very physical. Looks like it's uh, a fun time, and uh, I'm sure it is a lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun, and what they do is they these games go by so fast, um, so it's just constantly rotating, rotating teams, rotating games, and they keep playing each other and playing each other. And then uh, – you know, if your team's not playing for a while, well, then there's a thing called the parking lot. And there's in and out, uh, entrance, access, you know, so there's a lot of activities that take place outside the stadium. I'm sure there is. And, yeah, like I said, I've been to Talon Stadium for a couple of Philly Union games, and it's a great place, uh, real nice stadium, a lot of nice concessions, and the people who work there are also very, very nice. i I got to tell you. Um, they're very helpful. If you're walking around the stadium, they, they want to make sure you're finding what you're looking for. So I can't say enough about the people at Talon Stadium. Yeah, and the Rugby Sevens have been there uh, in Chester for quite a few years now. And uh, these games will actually be on ESPN uh, this weekend as well. So it, it's a cool venue. It's a cool thing. Uh, Army, Navy, they have teams there. It's, it, it's a really fun time. And uh, if I were in town, I would certainly go to it because it's a really cool event. Well, thanks for the recommendation. If I don't get there this year, I'll have to check it out in the future for sure. There you go. Hey, uh, I wanted to sneak one more thing in there, Chet. Tobias Harris. Uh, looks like the Sixers are giving some serious consideration to a max offer for him, uh, but a lot of interest in him from from some other teams. Yeah, I saw four or five different teams are interested, which isn't surprising. I mean, the guy is a, is a real talent. He may not be, you know, the front-level guy, the, the Jimmy Butler kind of guy, but uh, certainly 
a starter and a guy who's gotten, I'd say, better every year. He's going to get you 15, 18 points a game. Uh, generally a good shooter. He had his ups and downs with the Sixers, but I really hope they keep him. I like Tobias Harris. I think he's a good teammate. I think his defense was actually better than people uh, thought it would be in the playoffs. And, you know, he disappeared from time to time, but so did everybody on the Sixers' offense. I would love to see them keep both him and Butler. And they got a lot of other questions, too, including Reddick. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of months for the Sixers. Well, I was going to say to you as you were talking, uh, you know, if you had to prioritize the three, how would you do it? Would, would Harris be your one and Butler two and Reddick, or would it be uh, Butler one? It's still Butler. I don't think me. you're Butler making Reddick one. No, it'll be Butler number one, Harris number two, Reddick number three. I know Butler, you know, there are some concerns about maybe he'd be a, a problem a couple of years into the contract, but there's certainly a much better team with him when he's there and playing hard, and you saw what he can do in the playoffs. So Butler's my number one, Harris number two, and J.J. Redick, even though he's you know getting up there in years, he had a good year, and he can still shoot. I know the defense is never one of his uh, great attributes, but I, I, would, I wouldn't mind keeping J.J. Redick around for another year or two, but I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll find out, and uh, I'm, I'm keeping J- uh, I'm keeping Butler. No, no yep. doubt about it. And uh, yep. although all those stories that followed him around, he didn't show them why he was in Philly, and that's all we can really go by. Yeah, we'll see what Elton Brand uh, thinks, and see what Jimmy Butler thinks. That's right. All right, Ted. Hey, Philly Press Box Radios. They sell. We celebrated our fifth birthday. We rolled out some new shirts. They've been a smash. We're almost out of the first order. Tell everybody about them, and uh, if we can get some more orders, we're going we're gonna to place another order. Yeah, as we mentioned, we've been selling uh, shirts for a while. We sold polo shirts in the past, and then earlier this month, I think it was May 1st, actually, we unveiled these nice new Philly Press Box Radio T-shirts. They are available in sizes medium through 2X, and it's the red logo that we have on the front of the shirt, and our sponsor's logos are on the back. They are available in red, so it is red on red. I, I know that sounds goofy, but it works. We also have gray shirts with the red logo and black shirts with the red logo. And you can choose from regular material or dry fit. The prices are 15 bucks for the regular, 17 for dry fit. If you do need them shipped, in other words, if you don't live by Bill or me, add $7 for one or add $10 if you're ordering two. We'll ship you two of them in one box. We're actually running out of some of the styles and sizes on our initial run. But I believe, Bill, that we are going to be ordering more soon, and especially if the demand is there, we'll make it happen. You betcha. Looking forward to it. Like I say, been a big hit. And uh, we i got to appreciate right now, Chet, our man Joe Bonder out in Ohio. He's got a Philly Press Box shirt, and he just posted it under your post of the show. So we got a picture of Joe in his, uh, nice. in his new shirt, and uh, we appreciate him doing that as well. Nice. And you saw last Friday I was out having a few craft brews with Denny and uh, my other friend Tom and Tom was nice enough to purchase a shirt and put it on for the picture so you saw two real well-dressed guys plus Denny and then the other guy that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well hey Chad tell us who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable show next week well Bill next week I'm sad to report that our three-week string of having attractive women on the show will come to an end in the past three weeks, we've had Crystal Rich, we had Marissa Magnata, and Ashley Greenblatt this week join us. But next week, we have just one guest booked at this point, and he is a lovely man who will talk with us about the entire Philly sports scene. Back for the first time since last fall, I believe, award-winning Philly.com sports columnist Mike Sielski. Well, it's always good to hear Mike. He's always got great stories, does great uh, great articles, but um, you're right. He does not match up with those three <laughs> fine females. Yeah. Hey, no second guess. Kate Beckinsale won't, won't be here. Stevie Nicks, nobody like that. I'm going to get on the horn with Kate's people and see if we can arrange to have Kate Beckinsale come on for a couple of minutes with us. All right. I've heard her speak on our show before. Chet, <laughs> yeah. let's give a shout-out to the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance on winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. There are only 21 lines available, so your chances of winning are 1 in 21. Pretty good odds. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC. 118 Razroom. That's right. PPCC 
118 Raz Room on Facebook. And, Chad, uh, they just finished up today, and I believe they're going to run us off tonight, a fundraiser um, that they're work, they worked on for a, a, a family needing some help. And we're going to Raz off a Joe Paterno signed football. Oh, that's pretty cool. Very nice. Hey, while we're yes, throwing things out there, another reminder that in addition to Philly Press Box Radio's website, we have a Facebook page. Most of you know that. And we are on both Twitter and, yes, Instagram now. So find us there. Follow us. Communicate with us. I'm on everything. And we have the Philly, uh, Philly Press Box stuff, too. So it's at Philly Press Box Radio on both Twitter and Instagram. And I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm on there with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Mr. Tesco, parting shot for you tonight, sir. Well, as a matter of fact, Bill, uh, I do. Let's go back in time 45 years. 45 years ago, this song by Grand Funk at this time of year was number one on the chart. And I was on board for the Flyers' run of the Stanley Cup Finals. They swept the Atlanta Flames and then knocked off the hated New York Rangers in a memorable seven-game series in which the home team won every game. In the finals, the Boston Bruins were heavy favorites, but the Flyers got an overtime game winner from Bobby Clark in Game 2 to even the series, then won the next two games at home to take a 3-1 series lead. Boston did win Game 5, but then at the Spectrum on May 19, 1974, Kate Smith showed up in person to sing God Bless America. Rick McLeish scored the only goal. Bernie Perrant was fantastic in the Nets as usual. And with time winding down, Gene Hart made what, for me, is still the best championship call by anyone ever. Forty-five years ago this week, Bill, and we and all Flyers fans of our generation remember it like it was yesterday. It never gets old. Never gets old. Yep. Well, Chad, I just have a couple, uh, some few items of the crap we missed category tonight. How's that? Just three. All right. Yep. Okay. There's a school in Minnesota, in St. Paul, called St. Thomas. They are a Division Three powerhouse on the football field these days. And they are members of the MIAC, Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. They were thrown out, Chet, thrown out of the MIAC because they win too much. Yes, sir. (laughs) They have a competitive advantage because they win too much. So they have been thrown out of their conference. You can't make that up. That ain't right. That ain't right. Chet, Philly's number one prospect, Alex Baum. We know him, first-round draft pick, number one prospect in the organization. Been at Lakewood, moved to Clearwater. He's hitting 340, Chet, at this time of the year. He's going to get promoted, and he's on a fast track to the big league. Six home runs, 27 RBIs. He's a 6'5", 225-pound third baseman at this time. All right. And how about how about Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers, Chet? We're a third of the season in. He's hitting 404 with 17 home runs and 44 RBIs. The 17 home runs is second in the league. 404, obviously, he's leading the league, and his 44 RBIs are tied for the lead. Uh, you start. I don't care if you're, how long you're going. 166 at bats, and you're hitting over 400. You're having a heck of a season for Cody Bellinger. Now, just to just to throw this out for the fun of it, the guy that we paid $300 million to is hitting 224 with nine homers, 31 RBIs, and has batted eight more times than Bellinger and then struck out 64 times to Bellinger's 28. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave that with you. Chew on that. Hey, couple couple other things, but we did not get to. We did not get to the greatest Philly athlete discussion, Wilt, Bobby Clark, et cetera. I saw you and Jr. and others you know, had that discussion on Facebook. And uh, the Boston Bruins are playing the St. Louis Blues, coached by Craig Berube, in the Stanley Cup Finals. And, uh, boy, I don't want to see Boston win another title. They won 
you know, last year, the Red Sox, and then, of course, the frickin' Patriots won the Super Bowl. So no more titles for Boston for a while. And your buddy Aaron Altair won at bat for the Giants and then was designated for assignment. Braden <laughs> 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 Chen with a big goal for those St. Louis Blues playing for the Chief uh, out there as well. Yep, yep. Wrap it up, Bill. All right. We're at the top of the hour. Let's thank our special guest tonight, Brian Michael and Ashley Greenblatt. Our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave Lavoy of Allstate Insurance of Westchester for their continued support of the show. For Jim Chet Chesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoy the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio Wednesday, May 29th at 7 p.m. You can listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, or you can find our podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and Spotify. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the Gouverneur Hills. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.